Welcome to Jurassic World. Yes, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're discussing Minute 92 of Jurassic World. A lot of raptors running through the jungle, and a lot of Claire watching a tablet, so it might be another, another short one, but to deduce the episode a little bit, we're going to head over to Jurassic-Pedia.com for an article written up by Trenosaur TJ on the Velociraptor, and much like the other uh, animal-specific uh, articles on Jurassicpedia, Quite extensive, quite lengthy, and covers pretty much everything you need to know about these animals. Yes, this was one of our earliest articles and was, as you mentioned, greatly expanded by our uh, contributor, Troden Formosus. So, yeah, it's got everything in here now. <clears throat> hmm. The interesting thing, though, is that we have it named Velociraptor Anterhopus, which is because of as people who listen to the show might know, the Jurassic Park novels used the kind of, um, how, do, how do I put this? Not, that's in a less, less offensive, um, uh, unique. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, classification system by um, amateur paleontologist Gregory S. Paul who lumped Velociraptor in with Deinonychus, or I'm sorry, Deinonychus in with Velociraptor, thus creating the animal Velociraptor anterhopus. He was an advisor to Crichton, Gregory Paul was, when he was writing the book, Jurassic Park, and thus we got that same classification system in the novels. And of course that was transferred over to the to the movies as well, which also, coincidentally, I'm not sure if it was because of Wright Crichton explicitly, or it was just that it just so happened to be they were using similar research materials, but it got transferred over to the films as well, thus creating the discrepancy of these large, dynamicus-sized velociraptors. I'm pretty sure there's a I've seen somewhere behind the scenes or something either with Spielberg or Stan Winston discussing uh, discussing the raptor size. There might even be Horner talking about it in one of the behind the scenes things for one of the original movies. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely that 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 size <laughs> size difference here between what we get in the films and uh, what we know the actual animal to be in real life. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting because, unfortunately, it seemed that not oh not always does that message get made known in all the media uh, for Jurassic Park. So a lot of times you'll get like tie-in books mentioning that Velociraptor is from Mongolia, which is true, but that applies to Mongoliensis, not Enterhorpus. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the reason I want to reference this article too for the, this minute or these next couple of minutes, um, I'll always remember the raptors being described as having that that um, very stiff tail to help counterbalance. Uh, I'm trying to find in the article now, but not having any luck at all. Um, but I did read there. I think it's uh, half half the animal's length is in the actual tail itself. Um, being able to use that to counterbalance run where we get it sort of whipping around a little bit in the film here with them running through the jungle after the Indominus uh, and there is a, there is a mention here of um, later paleontological studies um, acknowledging that though the tail was actually quite flexible so I'm not, not <laughs> still not finding it but uh, it is in the article <laughs> um, and it's something I want to talk about this minute when we get to uh See the pack, the squad running through the jungle as one, and how they've animated them. Yeah, this is a very large article, so we could, like, I, like uh, we could honestly be here all day. <laughs> yeah, so head over to DrasticDaspedia.com and uh, check it out and many more. Mm-hmm. Owen, are they safe? No, they're not. What are their names? Well, you got Charlie, it's Echo. Here is Delta. This one's called Blue. She's the Beta. Who's the Alpha? You're looking at him, kid. Dave, ready to get into minute 92? Uh, yeah. Alright, minute 92 of Jurassic World. Opens with the Raptors running free and ends with Raptors in a motorcycle travelling as a pack. As we open on minute 92, all the Raptors are out <laughs> running through the jungle and we're all hoping they're doing what they've been trained to do because we, we can't really tell here if they're, uh, doing what they're supposed to or not, but they're, they're out, they're enjoying their freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend a good chunk of the minute with the raptors as they leap over fallen trees and dash amongst the ferns in the jungle uh, as Moonlight tries to pierce through the jungle canopy. And I know it's been a bit of a complaint uh, with the original trilogy, um, trying to address it in Jurassic Park 3 the best they could, but Muldoon's line from Jurassic Park about the raptor's speed, cheetah speed, 40, 50, 60 miles per hour, if they ever got out in the open... And being able to show that on screen, we we sort of... They're not moving that quick in the long grass in the Lost World uh, or around the village. Jurassic Park 3, we sort of get a hint at them coming out in the field with the hadrosaurs and that, but it's a bit of a CG blur just because of the limit, limitations of the technology at the time and Jurassic Park 3's budget. But um, here, finally, now in Jurassic World, we get to see the raptors out running. Yeah, um, interestingly... I have a problem with how it's portrayed, though. Just because the way that it's filmed does not... It just does not seem... It doesn't lend to the credibility of the shot, I'll say. Is that the way the scene is shot, a real camera couldn't possibly follow at that... Not just at that speed, but the way they jump over logs, the way they're whipping through the jungle. It doesn't have realistic camera movements, which is 
what I think helps ground CGI. When you look at it from like a human perspective, in the first couple, in the first three Jurassic Park movies, and to the extent most of this movie, you are looking at the uh, CGI dinosaurs from the human perspective. You're looking at about uh, five, six feet, even if it's a first-person camera view. You're never shown like an overhead shot. You're not really shown shots of them at head level. You're shown the dinosaurs at human level. And I think that helps create the realism of the effect is that you're looking at you're looking up at it. You're not looking down at it like it's a toy. You know? Yeah. And this seems to use it more in the latter sense where it's shown as if you had the understanding and acceptance that everything in the shot isn't real, which takes you out of the movie, I think. Yeah, agreed. And that's that's one thing Spielberg done. Um, having, having the camera in an actual physical location, yes, we do have some high-up shots like the gates as they go under, but that could be a security camera or something like that. But as you said, most of the perspective of the dinosaurs is taken from the human eye or the human level or ground level even even Jurassic Park 3 most of the shots we see of the Spinosaur are from the group's perspective as they're fleeing from it or uh, crashing into it with their airplane out the cockpit windows even the raptors there you're sort of looking down from the trees at them because the people up in the trees or Mm all that sort of thing and here now we have the technology it's it's a lot easier to use instead of having we sort of get it a little bit here with the the cameras on the heads where you have that lock camera. Okay, you're going to have the POV of the Raptors here as they're running. Yeah, that I have absolutely no problem with because it's from a perspective. You understand that yeah. is the Raptors' perspective. But when you're whipping through the jungle next to the Raptors, you don't really you know that a camera can't possibly do that. Mm. And you at and the whole point of a movie is the suspension of that belief. You're not supposed to acknowledge that the shot is fake, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that, and that's... I don't know how else. You could have you could have the camera sort of from Owen's perspective looking at the raptors moving around him. The fact that he's even riding along with the raptors is <laughs> laughable at best as well. Uh, they're, they're they're being able to leap over these logs around ferns and that and run through the jungle and he's able to keep up and Barry and the Indian soldiers in the the, the, the armored vehicles as well but um yeah it, it it does just take all the believability out of it when mm-hmm. you um when it's shot like this and like you said like you mentioned they're leaping over logs and stuff like that and there's no way that not even Chris Pratt, not even Star-Lord, is riding a motorcycle <laughs> over those fallen logs. I mean, those logs were, like, waist high, mm. you know? Yeah. I mean, if he does try, he's going to go right over those handlebars. <laughs> mm. yep. yep. Yeah. And it's also weird, like, the way the animals are animated as well. It's it's very locked in. The camera's sort of locked in with the head for the most part, and the rest of the body's moving the heads are down real low, uh, tails up. It's it just it looks real yeah. weird. <laughs> I was gonna mention that too, just because it creates this look where it's like 
you understand, like I said, it brings back to the disbelievability of the scene where you, the camera doesn't move like a camera. The camera, in reality, if it was like this, even on a gyrosphere, would have a lot more bounce to it than if it was like this, you know? Yeah. Whereas here, like you said, it locks in onto that focus and the frame doesn't really move much beyond the head focus. Mm. And it's, it's hard to, because we haven't seen, as I said before, the only time we've really seen raptors running like this is Jurassic Park 3, and it's completely different. Uh, mm-hmm. The camera is locked there, where it's locked and just panning with the raptors as they're running amongst the, the hadrosaurs for that 10 seconds we get, if that, of the, the blurs of them running through the, the grass there. But. but that's another good point, is the hadrosaur stampede, we get that again, the perspective of the of, as if we are one of the characters running through the herd. Mm, yeah, it stays. It always stays at that five foot, six foot ground level human height, and it never leaves. We never get close shot, close up shots on the hadrosaurus heads, like fifteen feet in the air. We always stay low to the ground, and I think that's what sells it because it makes these animals look as big as they really are. Mm. Yep. But I could see it the other way too. If, if we only had the POV with the night vision stuff and a POV from Owen, you'd probably, probably, com- well, not complain, but probably bring up the fact that it'd be too video gamey, first person, like a lot of movies that have that sort of 10, 20 second um, sequence in them where it's completely first person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at least it'd sort of bring the reality back as well. As we've as we've said, yeah. Um, but we uh we get a quick shot of that night vision cameras as I said, uh here from Echo's view, taking a moment to uh to watch Blue for a few seconds looking sideways, which is sort of weird with a lot of the shots they use for these these night vision cameras supposedly on the head of the Raptors. Here, she's just looking across at Blue for, is she, is she looking for guidance or not watching watching what's coming ahead? doing the old Brian O'Connor stare down while they're driving in the Fast and the Furious and that just... I, I agree, that shot seems weird too. It's like, again, they're keeping the camera in that head focus, which is not where it should be. It should be... The raptor should be facing like a raptor. It shouldn't be just looking over. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like the like... guy. It's like now they're using the raptor as the as the camera but still treating <laughs> the camera as if it's not really a camera yeah yeah and it's going to lead into future minutes as well the fact that they're traveling as a pack not really hunting and when we do finally get to the indominus they just come up on it as a pack too there's none of this um animals going off to the side and trying to circle mm-hmm. it or anything like that they're just <laughs> running as one uh, but we see it's Claire holding the tablet, uh, watching this, and we can see the other three camera feeds on it as well. One showing the ACU troopers in the back of that Textron armoured vehicle, and the second one showing footage from Barry's quad bike. We can only guess because you can see Owen that up in the distance. Which, <laughs> again, even even that, it's, we know, or well, it looks like it's attached to the handlebars of his quad bike, yet it's a pretty static image just moving through the, <laughs> through the jungle uh, behind <laughs> behind Owen. Honestly, these shots actually seem to work better for me than the shots we were actually getting out in the field because these seem more 
at a human perspective, more natural, classic camera angles, you know? Like, you got the rear shot facing forward, Owen's point of view, but in a third-person perspective going forward. he's That's always something that is a more classic camera view. Any kind of car chase or bicycle chase or anything like that that you see in cinema you always get this third person perspective shot from behind the action mm. and that's something that you expect to see and that's helps sell the believability because you're getting a that human third person perspective yeah it also helps set up the sort of geography of the scene too where you, you can see mm-hmm. where the vehicles are that are going to start interacting with each other in the time to come one thing that's not interacting with each other is Claire's watching the, the tablet. She doesn't notice the boys are slowly opening that sliding uh, partition behind her. <laughs> they um they want to see what's going on. And I don't... I can't recall now if... It's only video she's seeing on the, um, on the tablet. There's no actual sound, so... Obviously the cameras are wired up for video. Being... 2015, I dare say they'd be able to record audio and transmit audio as well, but we're not really hearing hearing that here but back in the jungle uh, we get more of the raptors running and finally Owen catches up and again before where we had the issue with the camera not really filming filming it real world style there's not one minute that I believe here that Chris Pratt's actually riding that motorbike (laughs) whether he's got the fan in front of him blowing his hair or whatever there's no movement we mentioned it early when the um, G-Wagon was driving through the, the open field and there's no movement, or it's bouncing all over the place, yet the gyrospheres are moving steady and without any um, any sort of knowing interaction to the ground, bumps, rocks, <laughs> that sort of thing. And here, mm-hmm. same thing, Owen's just riding his bike as if he's riding down the highway. Uh, exactly, yeah. As we can see from some of the shots, it does open up a little bit and there might be a bit of a path here, but with the speed he's doing, you'd think there'd be more, not so much slalom, but the bike would be left, right, mm-hmm bouncing we know well the scene this is supposed to mirror from the lost world with kelly on the back of the bike with sarah she's trying to take a shot at the raptors and she can't because the bike's bouncing all over the place mm-hmm. and again i sort of have take issue with the i mean i understand the the, the um instinct to compare the two but they're really completely very different scenes but Completely different terrain, different circumstances, different raptors. And it's just, I want that scene. I don't want (laughs) this kind of make-believe version of it. I want, it's just, the scene in the Lost World novel is cool because it's like a uh, female empowerment moment without kind of being preachy about it. But it's also cool just because for the sake of being cool mm-hmm. where they're in the middle of uh like an open grass field taking pot shots at raptors from the back of a motorcycle mm. i mean that's cool regardless i think the the, the one thing that probably uh, line up the best between the two scenes is just the moonlight the fact that it's at night time we're only seeing things under artificial light or moonlight even though it's it's weird here one minute we got Owen riding with the Raptors, and you can see that those those beams of moonlight coming through the jungle 
facing in one direction, and then all of a sudden when we cut to the Raptors, they're facing completely the opposite direction. Like there's no there's no continuity between the CG of the the moonlight or the the lighting for the scene either, which is which is weird and odd. Unless they're going around in circles, of course, between between cuts. But we um we get a quick shot of Owen looking over at Blue, and then he sort of smirks, uh, realizing the situation he's in, what what he's actually doing. I think it's the first time he's actually not laughed but smiled since since this whole uh, mission started. And then we get the Raptor Squad shot from the DVD cover, pretty much, <laughs> not not so much photoshopped here, because I'm pretty sure that there's one Raptor here that's not not part of the shot. But uh, as the minute ends, we cut back to Claire holding the tablet, and now she and only now she um, has one camera feed on it from Echo watching Owen from behind. So Echo's sort of dropped back and behind the motorcycle, again giving us that um, that POV of Owen ahead with the other Raptors. But uh, the chase, the hunt. The track with the squad's going to continue in the next minute. Dave, anything else on that? Uh, no, I think we actually added that minute out pretty well. Yep, yep. Well, nothing else to add because in the novel, uh, the whole chase to the clearing pretty much happens in a paragraph, and we'll get to that in a minute or two. So uh, if that's it for minute 92, we'll get heavy for today. Uh, sure. All right, lovely. Lovely. 